Film Rage presents Verbal Masturbation with Bryson Jim. Well, thank you, uh, Ryan Kruger from the fantastic movie Fried Berry. We cannot thank you enough for being on our sweet little Canadian podcast, which seems to hit a, uh, a few locations around the world these days. Cool, we man. Have... Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, we are super pumped. Uh, we have a thing on our podcast, and seeing as how we've just started a new series on our podcast, we're in now episode 97, but we're going to be starting uh, doing interviews, and you are our second one. We have created a brand new game that we play with our guests just to get them a little loosened up. And it is called Or. And I have been told by Bryce that I don't need to give you a lot of explanation. I just have to do it and have see what you say. So I'm. it's kind of like Fuck, Mary Kill, but nothing like Fuck, Mary Kill. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. <laughs> you don't need to. <laughs> It's true. It's just it's just or. So, in uh, in the fashion of South African music, I'm going to start with Francois Van Koch or Die Antwerp. Uh, Francois Van Koch. Okay. Hex uh, bar or tempo bar. Don't know either. <laughs> okay. Well, they're supposedly delicious stuff. South African chocolates. So, I guess uh, I guess we'll have to what find is, out. What is, it, what is it called? Pex T-E-X bar or uh, a tempo bar? Okay, I'll, I think I'll go for the tempo bar. Sounds like it's uh, sounds like it's pretty rocking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, Christopher Walken or Steve Buscemi. Uh, Christopher Walken by far. Okay. I, I do like Steve Buscemi, but Christopher Walken he's a he's a legend. He's a bit of a legend. I agree. Uh, the Thing or Halloween? Uh, the Thing. Okay. Goblin or Tangerine Dream? Uh, uh, Tangerine Dream. Okay. These are these are getting tougher as they go. So just <laughs> just 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 so you know, uh, David Cronenberg or Wes Craven? Uh, David Cronenberg. Nice. Yeah, that's the that's the correct answer, by the way. <laughs> Every other one doesn't, but being Canadian, he's like a god to us. Okay. Yeah, no, he's amazing. Copenhagen or Oslo? Uh, <laughs> Copenhagen. <laughs> Is it because of the wooden shoes? <laughs> yeah, it's because of the wooden shoes. <laughs> okay. Dumplings or pierogies? Uh, pierogies. All right. Uh, okay. Anal probe or catheter? Um, definitely anal probe. <laughs> that is also a very correct answer for our show. We do like to th- stick things in our asses. So, <laughs> so far you've made the pass. And the last, but certainly not the least, exercise or X or size? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll go for exercise. Okay, that's a boy. 
puts a cigarette down and goes for a run. I love it. <laughs> That's the first thing I do after I get out of the gym. I just light up a cigarette. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. So uh, tell us how things weren't in Ukraine. What was going on in Ukraine? And have you been there before? No, so it was, yeah, yeah, it was the first time in Ukraine, a place that I thought I'd probably never go to in my life. Uh, but it was really cool. It was uh, really awesome. Uh, last year, they screened Fry Barry. Uh, and this year, I got invited to screen uh, Hashtag Meow 2. But I also convinced them to play Fry Barry again. Because I thought, if I'm going all that way, it would be nice for them to, you know, replay the film. And then at least they can do like a Q&A and everything. And yeah, it was awesome. A great crowd. Nice big festival. Looked after us well. And um, yeah, it was it was awesome. And then while we were there, we went to Chernobyl and stuff like that. So yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. But the food yeah. wasn't good in uh, Ukraine. No. I missed, but you had, uh, I you missed, had lots I of pierogies though. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, when you're used to like a certain quality of like food and like good food, uh, mm-hmm. maybe we just went to like all the wrong places, but it couldn't have been all of them. Um, yeah. yeah so I, I like good food. So, yeah, I also like good food. I tra- well, we travel for food. So I know what you're saying. Like when you go somewhere, it's like, wait a minute. That was like us in, um, in Venice, actually. People say, oh, Italy's so great. And you go to Venice and, Every place you eat tastes like shit. It's like, oh, this is a McCain's, where we call it McCain's frozen pizza. No, yeah. this was a, this was an Italian Venice style pizza. Tastes like <laughs> it was heated up uh, from a microwave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so the most important question we're going to ask you today is, how are our fried berry underwear coming along? It's Ooh. summer here, so we want to be out on the streets advertising fried berry in front of the cinemas <laughs> yeah we, we 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 haven't looked into that yet we've been um we should we should we should actually get that uh we should actually get that done it's got to be it's got to be like a tighty, it's got to be like a tighty whitey you know oh totally it's got to be tighty whitey and it, it i mean it it kind of is like if you're gonna have merch Right, it is kind of the thing that you should have. That's what that's what we think. We think just on the crotch, you know, just the space on the crotch. You know. Yep, that's right. Right, right under the bullseye. There's. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't gonna miss. You're not gonna miss this big berry package. <laughs> All right, now now back to some more traditional questions. Uh, who influenced you as a filmmaker? Uh, obviously, I'm guessing John Carpenter was one, as you you know thanked him in the credits and whatnot. But uh, who would you say? Yeah, I mean, I love uh, love John Carpenter, love David Cronenberg, uh, those two for me, and uh, David Lynch. Um, yeah, um, big major fans of them, but also major influence uh, that you probably won't see in my work, but major influence is actually uh, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis was always a, I was always a huge fan of Jerry Lewis uh, growing up. Um, yeah, I just always admired him. You know, for the acting, directing, writing, and producing, and yeah, he's awesome. And he's he's one of those guys that people either love him or hate him. But uh, <laughs> he's very know, polarizing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's zany. Which I he's think zany. is the way to be, really. Yeah, no, he's awesome. Who, want, who wants to be loved yeah. by everybody? Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, first feature film tells how Fried Berry, the short film from 2017, became Fried Berry feature length film. Yeah, when, when I shot the the shorts, uh, that time in my career, I you know I mainly did like music videos, so I wanted to start uh, a thing. I, I wanted to start uh, making like a number of experimental films, and I knew it was going to be like a four and a half year project, which I'm still working on now, and. And the whole point of that was just to have no rules, to do what I want to do and do my style of stuff where I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, like a record label or getting on TV and all that stuff. So funny enough, Fry Barry, uh, the three minute experimental, that was, yeah, that ended up being my uh, first, um, you know, ended up being the first out of the experimentals. And it just did really well at the, you know, at the festival run and we picked up awards. Uh, random people started doing fan art, which is crazy because it was just like a short. Um, but there was never, ever a plan to, yeah, to make it into a feature. It was just a standalone uh, experimental, but it was probably the one of the first pieces of work that was totally me that I, that I, uh, I didn't have to worry about, you know, somebody saying, oh, you can't do this or you can't do that, or you have to get it on TV. So you have to edit it down and you have to cut this piece out or whatever. So it was, it was very much like a fun passion project, uh, you know, making these experimentals. And it was only, uh, you know, a few years down the line where I realized, you know, I wanted to uh, revisit more of the, like the character and style and yeah and it just had to be the right story right character and everything you know fit into place and tick all the boxes and uh yeah then later on we you know we had the movie fried bar so was it a like was the how did you get the budget for it then because going from shorts to feature is a huge jump right like you did a bunch of shorts yeah yeah well i mean you know i I was always uh, known as a music video director in South Africa. So that was always like a stepping stone to go into features. And yeah, like you said, budgets, you know, for a feature film and stuff like that, it's, you know, it's for independent filmmakers, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to get budgets. It's hard to get investors. And especially with the type of film that Fry Barry is, nobody's going to want to like, especially in South Africa. I mean, so South, South Africa is quite uh, conservative. So it's Fryberry is definitely the first of its kind to like come out of South Africa. And, uh, and I knew nobody would want to put money into this film. So I didn't even, I didn't even ask. So <laughs> what basically wow. happened was I got the, I got the idea. I wrote a 50% scene brief breakdown within three days. I rang my producer that I only knew for about a month and a half, and I just said to him, "Hey, listen, I want to make I want to make a movie. I want to make it next month." And he was like, "Well, why do you want to make it make it next month?" And I was like, "Because if we don't make it next month, it's never going to happen. It's just going to get pushed back. It's going to prolonged. I've you know I've 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 probably been in a situation close to making a feature a few times, and it just never happens. And sometimes." You just got to do it yourself. And, you know, I said to my producer, you know, he asked me, have you got money? And I'm like, well, I've got a bit of money. And if you've got a bit of money, we can, you know, we can shoot this film over a period of time, but at least, you know, we're making a movie. So within the story, within the character, within the budget, everything had to be right uh, because of continuity 
and you know using Gary Green and you know everything just had to like tick all those boxes for us to be able to you know pull this thing off and uh, a month later we we started we started shooting and I think once you get that day one in there it's great because you know like okay we've started now we've got to finish you know so yeah it was awesome nice wow uh, so the film played a lot of awesome film festivals, Cinequest, Fantasia, Grimfest. Uh, what was that like, especially, you know, in this age of pandemic? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, we, we had the, uh, you know, we had the world premiere at Cinequest uh, in the States. And, <clears throat> you know, it was like, I think it was like about two weeks before uh, lockdown. Mm-hmm. So when lockdown came... I just thought, oh man, you know, I make a film and now this shit happens and now the film's just going to get lost. Nobody's going to, you know, discover this film and shit, it's just bad, bad timing. And it was completely the opposite because, you know, some places, you know, a, a lot of the festivals, you know, became online. So instead of like 400, 500 people watching it at a festival, at a cinema screening, because it was online, we were we were getting four thousand to five thousand people watching it, nice. and that happened with like nearly every festival. So it really, the numbers uh, just made more more of a buzz, more people talking about it. So yeah, it was awesome. And then you know along along you know along the way, there was some festivals that still did an actual you know uh, an actual festival uh, that you could go to the cinema. Um, and then, you know, I was lucky to, to go to Sidges in Spain. I was lucky to go to Ukraine. So, yeah, it's, yeah it was an awesome um, festival run. Yeah, just cre- really created that buzz and chatting to people online. And, um, yeah, I was, like, super grateful for it in the end. And I, and I think in the future, you know, festivals should actually always have that option, you know, to screen, you know, to screen films online <clears throat> and screen films, you know, at the at the festival because... The thing is, when you go to a festival, it's impossible to watch all the films anyway. You know what I mean? So so it's I, I think it's cool that festivals will probably make more money. I mean, because, you know, at the same time, you know, some people go, oh, I want to go to this festival, but it's too far away or I haven't got the money to go watch it. So I, I think uh, it's good to have both, you know, and for a filmmaker, there's more views. There's more people watching your movie. And yep. at the end of the day, that's that's what you want. So I think it's yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, I, I think that might actually be the the transition that film festivals make. I really believe that because we're heavily involved with a couple of film festivals here. We know the people that run them and we work with them during festival time. And And I have a feeling that that's where it's <clears> going to go. So I think you're right. I think it's good for directors and, and producers of yeah. film. So I, I think they kind of realize that too. It's good. It's good that you noted that. And it's good that you had that mix of both. So that's awesome. You got yeah yeah no definitely you got yeah, what we like it. to call yeah. you you got like what we like to call in film rage the full berry is what you got okay <laughs> so apparently can Canadians love your work have you been here before had did you get the luck of ever coming to Canada no I'd love to go to Canada and I think <clears throat> I think if I ever had to uh, move from South Africa to probably go live anywhere it'd probably be Canada. And um, I would, um, yeah, I mean, we, we've had people from like all over the world. Just, um, it, you know, what's really strange is that, you know, the people that know my work, you know, over the years, it's just South Africa, basically. 
So, you know, to to do this festival run with my first feature, it's, you know, it's crazy that I've just built this fan base from like around the world. And we've had so many people, you know, uh, reach out and message me on all different platforms. So it's been, yeah, it's been absolutely awesome. And uh, yeah, it's been literally from like all over the world. So it, it's, it's so weird to think now that I've got these weird fan bases like all over the world. So yeah, it's been been awesome it still, it still hasn't even hit me that i've done my first feature to be honest i'm still thinking like shit i've done i've done done that thing that i've always wanted to do it's it's awesome and it's still still hasn't hit me but now now it's oh you know what that that thing same with the record industry right it's like where's the next great ryan kruger project right so there can you live up to fried berries the thing right so obviously the new film right how's it you how's set it the bar high yeah, I said it really high. Yeah, so so that that's the thing. But I, I, I think uh, I meant, you know, I'm going to be shooting my next film in August, and I'm still busy with a few experimental films in a post. Uh, but that's the thing. It's like I do love, you know, all all genres, and at the same time, you know, Fry Barry was was designed in every way what it, you know what it what it should be, and I think. Um, I think the thing with um, with doing other films, you know, there is other. I've I've got many many ideas that I want to do, but at the same time, I also got to be careful that people just don't think of me as just Fry Barry, where he can only yep. do that type of stuff. So you know, the ne the next film is a is a horror uh, comedy, and. Nice. It, but at the same time, it's just a more mature uh, movie, if that if that makes sense. So it's it's just less crazy. It's different, but it's just less crazy, you know. Okay, well we're we're excited because it's you, but we love the crazy. So it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's still crazy, but it Fry Barry is fucking crazy. So it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's 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 just different. That that's the best way to say it. It's just different. Like I love like. I'm a big fan of like 80s, you know, 80s films and 80s horror and comedy. And I think, you know, it's kind of lost in time with, you know, there's a lot of these 80s like horror comedy films. Like, you know, like if, if you look at films like The Burbs and you've got like this comedy, but there's the subject matter is like serious. So there's those serious moments, but then there's still uh, the comedy. And we don't really get that. Like when we watch those films, you were always like, Oh, they just don't make films like this anymore or you know what i mean so yeah it's missing that certain thing and then when they do try and do it it's like it's not it's not exactly the same and uh but it's also if you look at like ghostbusters so ghostbusters is a comedy but the subject matter when shit hits the fan it's like it's 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 serious but there's always time for like a bit of jokes here and there so it's yeah. very much like that so i yeah i think that the next film is going to be very much like that and then Maybe the third one that I, what I do, what I actually wanted to do after Fry Barry is is a more of a crazy, uh, more of a crazy film. Okay, well, yeah. so so basically, what you're saying is stay on your toes because you never know what Ryan Kruger is going to give you. Yeah, we have you have to wait and see. That's awesome. Uh, so you kind of had alluded to it already with uh, your comment about South Africa being kind of a conservative nature um film but you know we've 
we've seen in the last year probably more films coming out of South Africa than I've seen in decades. Coming and and I don't know what the film scene is like inside South Africa, but I just mean outside South Africa. To your point, you know, we we haven't seen fried berry from any country really. Um, but but what do you feel the the film scene in South Africa is like? Do you think that <clears throat> we're going to start seeing more films that come out of there? That maybe is Friedberry the leader that's going to take the next ev evolution of South African directors to? Yeah, well, I hope so. You see, the thing is, it's like <clears throat> the film industry is small here, but over the year, you know, even at, over the past three years, it's growing tremendously, and the films are getting. Uh, better. There's a lot. There's a lot of cool stuff, um, you know, starting to come out of South Africa, which is great. And I think, uh, I, I think there's a, like I said before, like South Africa is like quite conservative, and Fryberry is definitely the first of its kind to come out of South Africa. But I think, like I said, nobody would have put money into this film. But I also think, you know, the movie business is a business as well. And the thing is, there's a lot of producers in South Africa that just produce locally. And not produce uh, and not uh, distribute overseas, which is fucking stupid. So the mm -hmm. thing is, I think with Fried Barry to see how well it's done and to see how far it's traveled and to see how how many you know you know countries that we're we've released it in and everything that you know they can really see like fuck it is totally viable to do this type of film more so than other films that get shot here. And and that's the thing. I think you should always know you know know your market and know you know, who you're actually making the film for, you know? Yeah, it's true. If you're just making films for your own people, then, you know, what's the charm, right? It's Yeah, I, it's, I, I think I think so that a lot of South Africans have a bad taste in their mouth for the majority of films that the that they do watch. Like most people, I think most people in the film industry that I know and people that's not in the film industry, a lot of them don't want to watch South African films. And that's because... In the past, there's a there's been a lot of shit films. So, yep. but I think this, this new wave of of different filmmakers now and stuff and things that happen, I think it's opening that like a hell of a lot more now. And people are starting to go, fuck, we've really stepped up in South Africa and we're kind of doing our own thing. And then you know the other reason for me for making Fry Barry was that I hadn't seen this type of film and it was you know it was that unique you know concept of you know we've never seen you know, a drug addict get abducted by aliens. And I thought that's <laughs> such an awesome thing that we, you know, we haven't seen before. And that, that really just, you know, really made me want to make it more, you know? Yeah. And we've seen enough uh, anally probing, but we've never seen getting probed from both ends. So that was also a big plus, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, people, people always hint on it and they never show it or they always talk about it, but they never show it. <laughs> and for me, it wasn't like a, a shock factor or anything, you know, it's it's more for me it's more like like i'm sure people look at it and go oh like they might be shocked by it but i would say you know you know because i think people put stuff into films you know just as a shock factor and with with this like i mean fuck it's just a dick you know yeah. or it's just you know yeah. it's just an image or whatever so yeah. it's like for me it's more of a like surprise i would say that like ah we actually did that you know so <laughs> yeah. it's just like um I think a lot of directors and uh, play it safe these days. Yep. And yep. again, I think we live in the day and age where we can't do this. We're not supposed to do this. We can't say this. We can't say that. And I'm just like, it's just a fucking movie at the end of yep. the day. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's just like, I, I think we're supposed, you know, we live in the, the generation of 
like remakes. So I mean, you've got to you 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 know you got to think out of the box. You got to produce something different. Otherwise, it's just the same shit as everything else. You know. Yep, that's that's a big complaint that we have nonstop on our podcast is is regurgitated film. That's just yeah. If, if it's even not even original, if it's not even if it's not a remake, it's just we know what film it is. They've just slapped a different title on it. You know, yep. or if or if it's like it was in the snow, but now it's in the sand. You know what I mean? It's 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 just a, like a, you know, they just try and you know, it was in space, and now we make it in the desert or whatever. You know what I mean? It's 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 just the slight little change of it, but it's the same fucking thing. So I mean, you can still have references from like other movies, but you still have to have that thing to to make your make it your own and make it make it different. You know? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. So did um did you hang up your acting skates now? We say skates in Canada. I'm not sure if they have ice skates very much in South Africa, but not did you really, hang up your no. acting skates cuz no, now it sounds like, like you're all about I, I love uh, you know, I started out as an actor and then I went into directing and it's it's always been a big love. Like I love, you know, I love uh, I mean even in Fry Barry I had that very small role I put myself yeah. in in the bar. And yeah, I always, you know, I work a lot as an actor and I work a lot as a director. So when I'm not doing one, I can do the other. So yeah, I'll always continue to, to do it. The, the only thing about acting is you, you have no control over your career where you go to an audition, you either get it or you don't. And yeah. with directing, at least I can write my own content and, you know, I have, I have more control over that. So I mean, I, I, I think that most actors, you know, we like, oh, I would love to play this role. Or I would love to play that role. And the chances of them auditioning for that role when it does come up, it's like very, very fucking yeah. slim. So, yeah. so it's cool to cre create my own work and my own characters. And I have more of a chance of actually, you know, getting it made and actually actually doing it. So does, does it, it sounds like maybe you're going to eventually write your own opus then. Uh, sorry, yourself. say it again. Well, that you're going to write your own opus for yourself because if, if you've got a role you've always wanted to play, you could write it yeah, into yourself. And then you I, play. I mean, I think for me, like I've never, you know, I've never seen myself as I'm a character actor, so I've never seen myself as like a lead in a movie or anything like that. I, I would just like to play like a cool character. Yeah, you know, it might be one scene; it might come in and out of it during the movie, but it's just a cool character piece and. I'm happy, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy with that, you know? Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, well, with the subject of leads, uh, did you write Fried Berry with Gary Green in mind or did you luck out and get him after coming up with the concept? And as a follow-up, how is this guy not a huge star? <laughs> well, this is the thing. So, so, like I said, everything had to be right to make, you know, to make this film. And... When I say that, you know, right character, right actor, right, um, because we're shooting over a period of time and continuity and all that, because, I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, that haven't got budget for a film and then shoot it and then people cut their hair, people lose wardrobe and it's like, oh, they've got a film over a period of time. So for me, when I, you know, I had like six of the scripts that I could have chose from to do, but when I got the idea... And it came to me, like I said, you know, I, I spent three days writing a 50% scene brief breakdown. And 
when I when I got the idea, and when I got the idea, I knew exactly how I was going to do it and exactly how it was going to work. So then I knew straight away, you know, this is the only way to do this film with uh, Gary Green as, you know, as the lead, uh, because Gary's not he's not a trained actor, and you know his background. You know, is basically extra work and stuff like that. I, I met Gary about, I think about 11, 12 years ago, and I met him on an indie film. And then I started putting him in a, putting him in my like music videos as extras and featured parts, and it just grew as time went on because I always liked his face. He's always, he's, you know, he's got this such an interesting face, and that's why yeah. I shot Fry Barry the Shorts. So when I had the idea for the feature, I, I knew that. I can't give Gary all this dialogue. It has to be the right story, right <laughs> character, and everything. Yeah. So yeah. it just it just came hand in hand. Where I'm just like, I know how I'm going to do this film. Um, you know, he's not going to speak, and then we when he does mimic people and stuff like that, it's fine. It's all right because even if it sounds a bit weird, it's fine. He's a fucking alien, so it doesn't it doesn't really fucking matter. <laughs> you know, so it, it just everything just like gelled and and worked. You know, worked right and. And that was the thing. And then the, the interesting thing was, you know, he his character is like this kid. He, he mimics, he's like a sponge and he mimics all these different things that he sees. And then when it came to directing, he also, you know, he was mimicking me. So I was like off camera going, okay, Gary, like copy my face. Now do this face. Now do this face. Now scrunch up your face and, uh, you know, raise your eyebrows more, open your eyes more. And, and you know, pull your face to one side, and it was it was literally like that. So it was, it, yeah, it was interesting that you know he was mimicking people, and then when it came to directing, he was mimicking me, and you know, a lot of you know a lot of the other characters in the movie, a lot of the other actors that did some improv with, but Gary was the only one that didn't do any improv because I had to because he's not a trained actor, and I needed exactly what what I needed from him. You know, he didn't know what was going on until 40 minutes to an hour before filming. So I, I needed that clean slate every single day so he wouldn't prep anything, he wouldn't overthink anything. And there was no major, you know, like script. You know, you know, a lot of the main dialogue I wrote for all the other actors and, you know, there was bits that I wrote, but I also wanted to, you know, open it up for improv and new ideas and so nothing was set in concrete. And that's where some of the gems came from but yeah with Gary yeah I didn't want him to try and improv I didn't want him to pre-learn something and then I have yeah. to work it out of them to get him to that clean slate again so it was cool I think the way that I did it that he didn't know what we were doing until right there and then and uh and I, I think that that helped uh tremendously yeah his facial expressions oh. too you I some of the things you got him to do. The one scene, I can't remember where it was, but it looked like it was all CGI that he had affected himself that much. I'm like, that was crazy. Uh, which, 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 which uh, was that? It was, near the, it was near the beginning of the film, and he did this side thing where he contorted his whole face on the side. Oh, uh, yeah, I think in, like, the, in the club, yeah. So in, I think it was in the nightclub, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I think there's about... Only, only about two clips. I think one was in the nightclub, and then the other one is out on the street where he meets those two other drug addicts. Where we just walked his face like a little bit. Oh, so you I'll did. Be like, okay. No, no. So, but it's funny because a lot of people go, 
can he really do that with this <laughs> yeah, tour? <that's... laughs> so it, it was literally, you know, the you know the odd time. You know, I'd be saying to him, okay, now put your jaw to your side, like try and do it more, more, more. Okay, now try and keep really still. And then obviously in post, we just like walked walked it out like uh, more. Awesome. And um, but yeah, but even apart from that, he he does have a very um, what is what's the word? Uh, yeah, just elasticity. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can just maybe his face because everything I was telling him to do, I you know, it would always be more exaggerated on his face because of the way his face looks. You know, yeah. so yeah, and that's why I would say to him, like, scrunch your face up, your face up, or you know, raise your, you, you know, open your eyes more, but relax the bottom of your mouth, or vice versa. Oh, so it, was, it was a lot of that all the way through. Because <laughs> I, I, I was busy editing in my head, so so while I'm telling them to copy me, you know, we've got this shot of the other guy, so then I'm busy editing it, going, okay, I need this reaction. Okay, I've got that bit now. I need this reaction, and it was, and that's also what gave it a lot of comedy. So it looks like, you know, Gary's hitting all these like comedic uh, beats, you know. Perfect. Nice. Uh, so, how soon into the festival circuit did Shutter pick up your film, and how's that partnership been? Um, I'm trying to remember now how how uh, how far into it was. I think it was, I, th I, th I think it was quite early, but we couldn't speak about it for like the longest time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it, working with them has been awesome, and I I really think uh, Shud is a great home for Fry Barry, and um, yeah, I think getting that extra extra exposure from them, and uh, you know the Joe Bob Briggs uh, drive-in and everything like that, it just it really just pushed it to uh, the next level with you know even more you know people uh, checking out this film, yeah, you know, more eyes on your product. Yeah, and yeah. I think Shutter does that. You know what? Like when you start thinking of other the streaming sites, Shutter does a better job because it only brings on so many movies, and it always shows up in the new feed. So you know yeah. what's new for that week for Shutter. Every other one doesn't do it as good as Shutter. So yeah, kudos. That's that's a great yeah. land. And it's been awesome. Like the amount of people that you know that reached out and everything, and especially on the the last drive, and it was insane. It, I mean, when it was on the last drive, and it, like I couldn't even keep up with it. Like it just went crazy. And you know, the next day I found out it was it was the third most trending topic in America uh, on that day, which was well, that's insane. Awesome. Yeah, great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about Heiser and this amazing original score and sound design. How did this collaboration come about? Yeah, um, uh, yeah, you pronounce it uh, Hazer. Hazer, uh, but a, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. A lot, a lot of people, some people are, have actually pronounced it like that. Um, yeah, Hazer's brilliant. He's a he's an amazing artist, and I, I've known um, uh, Hazer for quite a while. And when I started those experimental films, he does all the sound design and uh, music for all the experimentals that I do, and I knew from when I did the Fry Barry the Short, it was the first time in my career where it was like, shit, this is like his his sound design and my work, it just goes hand in hand. It, and it's and I've been looking for that for a hell of a long time. And yeah, and it just, we just work so well together. And when the feature came along, you know, 
I had nobody else in mind. It was just like, it has to be Hazer to do this. And and I think, you know, a, a lot of uh, filmmakers underestimate, you know, somebody scoring your movie instead of, you know, instead of people just getting like the odd friends band or free music library and, yeah. and stuff. You really, you really want to uniform your movie. And I, and I know with this type of movie, it was super important to, to have uh, Hazer score this movie because it's, it's a big part of the movie. And, you know, like everybody that watches this movie always compliments us on the sound design and, and music. And, you know, when I first started chatting to Hazer about Fry Barry, you know, once he knew what the world was and what I was looking for, and I gave him a few references, you know, I just let him run with it because I know I like, I love his style and, uh, you know, I love what he does. And especially when it came to like the abduction scene with sound design, you know, I would sit there with him and I'd be like, you know, you need this sound or you need this sound. And, I, you know, I'd try and make the sound with my, I'll try and make the sound if you look at me, but he knew exactly what I was talking about. And yeah, yeah and it's just super nice guy. And, um, yeah, I, I def the movie wouldn't be the same with you know without Hazer and and I think it's one of those things where you know it's like if you look at Blade Runner and Vangelis, you know, you take Vangelis away from Blade Runner, it will be a completely different oh, yeah. film. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's so it's so important to have that. And I knew very much from the start we have to score this movie. It's it's like you know the amount of films you know when you were younger and you watched whether whether it was like Stand By Me or The Burbs or Empire of the Sun or Star Wars or, or whatever, whatever film it was, yeah. a lot to play that that you loved about these films were always people forget. It's the feel and the tone and that music that, you know, oh, yeah. while you're watching it, you're just like, oh, this, it brings back so many memories. And, and it, it, that's why you, it was a big part of why you loved it. And, and some people don't always comment on that. They just comment on the film. But the music is, you know... Is, is uh, even like you watch like Poltergeist and you watch that opening scene, you know, as it starts mm -hmm. with music in the neighborhood yeah. or whatever. And it's it's such a big, such a big part of the the movie, and it's I, I just think it's so important. And there's a lot of people that 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 forget how important it is. You know. Yeah, it's, it brings an atmosphere right to the film that you just don't get. Is it's so yeah. it's well, it, 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 cha it changes everything because you could have like one scene. Like for example, the when Barry after the club and Barry, Barry gets taken back to that girl's place, you know, even just to have you know a certain tone of music over that scene, because the other thing is we we don't know how bad this alien is yet, so we're just like, is he going to kill her? You know, what is what is he going to do to her? You know, and that tone yep. of the music, you just think like, oh shit, like he's going to just fucking kill her now. And which you know completely the opposite happens, <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's it's like you like it, it, oh, it really kills sets me. the tone. Yeah, <laughs> he kills her all right, but not the way you think. <laughs> Did, uh, so is 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 he known for like film, or is he known for his other projects? Uh, what uh, Hazer? Yeah, yeah. Well, this this is the thing. So he's known, I would say, as a as a DJ uh, doing his like tracks, doing his music. And then, you know, but he also does, you know, a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, he started to do a lot over the past few years, you know, scoring, you know, bits of films and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think since Fry Barry now, I think he's maybe got into it like a lot, a lot more. And I'll definitely, you know, 100% work with him 
again, without a doubt. So, uh, but yeah, he's, he's, he's mainly, I think he's mainly known as a, as a DJ and is, and that's how originally I heard of him back in the day. And, you know, eventually we, you know, we, we started working together or I, I would chat to him here and there. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's awesome. Like he's so cool. It's going to be like uh, Elfman um, and Burton, right? So it's going to yeah, yeah, Elfman's synonymous, awesome, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah no, definitely. All right, so you took a little shot at Disney in the bar scene. Are you sure you want to mess with Mickey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just when when it came to that uh, writing that scene, I I just thought it was like super, you know, super interesting and. The more I digged and researched it, I was just like, "Oh, this is, this is cool." Because it, it, it was almost like that conversation in like "Stand by Me," you know, where I'm trying to remember now. It was like, you know, who would win in a fight with like Goofy or Superman or something like that. And I, you know, I was just trying to think of something, you know, cool like that that we all know of, but we don't know why they always wear gloves. And I, and I just thought that was really, <laughs> that was just a cool. Uh, you know, a, a great piece of dialogue to to explore, and also have the right character that's you know thinking too much, and he's just you know sits there thinking about like a lot of shit. So yeah, I, th- I just thought that was a you know cool touch uh, to put in there. Right on. And you you're like fuck Disney, whatever. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure so, they thought about it as well. I'm, I'm pretty sure they thought about it. So that intro to the movie. Is that like a real thing or did you create that? Cause that was, that was starting that movie off with that was brilliant. Uh, the with, oh, the, the certification. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for me, yeah. So we, 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 uh, we created that and you see, I don't know what it was like, uh, when, you know, when in, in the eighties with you guys, uh, growing up, but like in England, every single, VHS, uh, you would rent from the video shop, or just before a film would start on um, on TV, it would always be the certification guy. So um, I think isn't it? What was the guy's name originally? It was something Bates. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember. But but every time you rented a video, it'd always be this guy go, "This film is rated 18," and he would go on about why. Nobody, you know, at that age, anybody below shouldn't watch this film. And he did the same thing for PG and, and oh whatever. Fifteen. So for me, it was it was a very it was a very big thing growing up because the whole family would you would either fast forward it or your friends or your family we would all like read along with it because we've heard it like a million times. And um, so for me, it was like a big thing growing up in the eighties and loving eighties films and stuff like that. I was like, I, I gotta. You know, I've got to stick that in. The same as the, um, you know, the middle of the movie for the, uh, you know, the break. The, uh, yeah, that, was that was so awesome. awesome. Yeah. 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 And I, I just thought it was, it was such a cool thing to, you know, to put in there because they don't do that anymore. And that was the thing. It's like you'd go to the cinema and now it's just like you could sit there for three hours with no breaks, you know, and you've always got to like, if you do need the toilet, you got to run to the toilet and run back and you're going to miss all the best bit so i think within the story and and where it is in the in the in, in the movie i just thought it was a great time to have a break to go back to that 80s sort of style but on top of that um you know make it you know within the story because barry gets like knocked out 
and then you you also it's it's almost like we're in his head and that's why the adverts come up and he's a part of the advert that he saw earlier so it was interlinked yeah, yeah? Well, it was it was it was super cool and it's funny we in canada we never got any of that we just got the rating up, would show up at the front of the film and in you go yeah. i wish we'd had something that cool that, that would have been awesome yeah yeah but <laughs> well, that's how, why how... You, you spend so much time just going fucking out like you've heard this like a million times you know yeah probably by about the millionth time you're like i gotta go forward or make it a yeah. drinking game right which which reason is he gonna give for kids shouldn't watch this one right it's like yeah. you put a lot have a lottery or whatever uh yeah. so how how long did the shooting actually take yeah so we we actually shot the movie over over a year and a half but we only shot 28 days uh and that's you know it was you know quite a long time to do it but again like i said you know everything had to be right to shoot it over that period of time and that's why I, I always say like Fry Barry's like a road movie, but uh, there's no car and Barry's the car, you know, and he's, you, you know, you're going on this journey. So everybody he meets, you know, we have their scene and then they're done and they're out the way. So the main continuity of the movie is Barry. And as long as Barry looks the same, then we don't have to worry about any continuity as there's only two other characters the sex worker and his wife that comes back into it and that's it so no other you know really no other character kind of comes back into it so once we're done with the scene they're done and finished and that that was a part of the big plan as well just to uh so we didn't have to worry about you know uh continuity yeah that's that's a really smart design especially because you were funding it yourself right yeah 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 so you know every time but, it, it, you know, it was good to to do it that way as well, because it also, you know, we also knew what we had, what we didn't have and what we, you know, and what we what we needed. So and it was also great to to, you know, to be able to plan. So it was like shoot, shoot, plan and then we could shoot again and then we would plan. And and, uh, you know, it gave us enough time to plan because if we shot this 28 days straight, uh it, uh, the movie wouldn't be nowhere near as good. So, it ga- it, you know, it gave us enough time to think. And, you know, Fry Barry is definitely one of those films. You either love it or you hate it. You either get it or you don't. And yep. and I think you've got to go into Fry Barry being very, you know, open-minded because, you know, the people that don't like Fry Barry, they just see it as, oh, he does this, he does this, he does this, and it's all pointless. But there's there's a lot of depth in in Barry you know there's there's a lot of depth in that movie where it's you know we show the you know the dark side of humanity and we show how crazy society is and you know and even with you know even with the uh, the character that you know he's this kid and he's just you know it's basically a- alien tourist and he's just sponging up all this you know all this information and uh, and most importantly you know the heart of the movie is his wife and she was such a you know big part of the the movie and while we were shooting it and we were planning other scenes we were like shit we actually need more of his wife uh because we were during the making of it we realized how, how you know how important she was you know to the to the movie so yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of depth and there's a lot of um you know about, like i said about humanity and society and and how crazy it is and it's 
it's not the alien that's crazy it's us and it's you know we're complicated you know human beings you know we do we do some like crazy shit uh it just happens to be that you know barry you know gets abducted and you know the aliens abduct this drug addict instead of a, a nine to fiver which would have been a complete different story yeah that movie so in, <laughs> yeah so so in the in in, in the you know, in the story and everything that happens and because of the character, you know, he's just, uh, yeah, he just goes down all the wrong roads. He goes down, bumps into all the wrong people. And yeah, I always laugh because it's almost like, you know, if there was a pre-scene and an end extra scene, it would be like the aliens going, right, so we're going to get you. Uh, we're going to get you a body. We're going to drop you off. Just take loads of notes, uh, you know, have fun. You know, go go to Earth, have fun, see who you meet, you know, and come back to us and just, you know, tell me, tell us what you thought of Earth. And then, you know, at the end, he would come back and he'd be like, yeah, they just love doing a shitload of drugs. They love sex. <laughs> they just have sex like all the time. And <laughs> yeah, so it, I, I just thought it would be funny to have, you know, to have all those, you know, all those uh, things in there. But Again, Fry Barry's designed to take you on this journey. It's it's designed to take you on this trip as Barry, or you know, or to go with Barry on this trip. And that's you know, it's it's meant to feel disjointed. It's meant to feel that you're on this drug trip, and that's you know, that's the design of it. So, and that's why if you don't go into it open minded, you're just gonna have a bad trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna enjoy it. So even though the movies got a lot of comedy a lot of dark humor you know has that genre mashing thing you know like i said there's a lot of death but at the same time it's just a crazy film you also can't take it too yep. seriously you know and that's why like baby barry comes into it and all that stuff <laughs> like you can't you got it's just a film you know don't don't take it too seriously and just you know just have fun with it and the more open minded you are the more the more fun you're going to have and and that's the thing and I, I it really doesn't i i know that this film is definitely not for everybody and we've had our target market absolutely love it we've had our non-target market absolutely love it as well and and that's the thing it's 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 you know when you try something different and something new and you do a different structure not everybody's gonna like it but that's yeah. okay and, yeah. and and as i always say how many films do we watch 10 minutes off and switch it off. How many films do we watch and go, that was fucking shit. Never going to watch that again. And you, yep. and you don't even tell anybody about it. So the one thing I knew when I came up with this concept, the one thing I knew was straight away was if you watch this movie, whether you like it or not, you will remember it and you will talk about it. And, and that's it. And so when people don't like it or people love it and rave about it or the people that don't like it, <clears throat> it's like, it's cool. They're talking about it. It's it's already worked, yeah, you know. Yeah. And they could be telling somebody, going, "Oh yeah, this happened, and then this fucking happened, and then there's a baby, and he's the man." And they'll they'll be just like, that "Actually, sounds all right now." I actually, yeah, actually, I know. I actually want to watch this film. Like, what, yeah. what was it called? <laughs> so, and that's the thing. So, it it it, it is really designed to feel disjointed and uh, and what it is in every aspect, where whether it comes to editing or or the way we shot it and music and everything. It's that's, that's how it was designed, you know? Yeah. That's it, it's, I mean, you, you nailed everything. I was thinking about that whole 
whole thing, right? Like if someone comes and tells you that, hey, this guy gets abducted by aliens, he's a drug addict, and then he does all, I'm like, okay, how, how can I get this movie into me now? I'm quitting <laughs> yeah. my job today and staying home and just watching right there. It's like, yeah. that's what and it's and The other thing was, you know, also try to make it unpredictable as possible because, you know, when we watch films now, we're like, this is going to happen or this is going to happen. It's going to be one of them. It's always yeah. one of them. So yeah. I really wanted to, you know, keep the audience on their tiptoes, not knowing like where the fuck it's going uh, and not in a bad way, just an unpredictable way that, you know, yeah. that you're not going to guess what scene's going to come next. You know, I did not see that uh, baby fried berry come out yeah. in minutes. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So do you think now this is a, a more of a, I guess an airy type question, but do you think when the aliens do invade that they are going to come and do some more interspecies procreating? They, that that Brad Berry was he's like he's like okay this is now an advertisement. Hey, you guys can come to Earth because you know maybe maybe that type of alien isn't the ones that are you know having so much sex. So it's like you get to come here, they can do all this fun stuff like this. Do you think the aliens are going to come to invade or are they going to come to help procreate and make make more babies? I, th I think make more babies. <laughs> I, th I think make more babies, yeah. Yeah, especially wow. like they yeah. only take a day. It's like, okay, here we go. This is, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, we're the, already The world will be overpopulated in a, in a week. Yeah. You know, in a week. It's like, well, we have to bring COVID back like straight away, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Alien COVID. Along yeah. with along with the extra procreation, um, yeah. okay. So this is the final question we had uh, scheduled, but um, the, you you've kind of talked a little bit about your influences in the movie. There was a scene where you're talking to or Barry's talking, and it really it kind of gave me influences. Like she talked about you know the horror influences, some of the comedic influences, but there was a scene where it kind of reminded me a little bit of Jay and Silent Barry. Was that was the scene that they're that Barry's just sitting there against the back of the wall, and you're just chatting it up with with him, blah 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 blah. Was was there any influence there? Or is that just in my mind? Was there a? Was um, there a... No, yeah, not at all. Like, are you talking about the club scene when they're in the yeah, club? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for me that was just. I, I think we've all been there at some point where we've been in a bar in a club. The music's too loud. And you've always got that one person just yapping on about, and you can't really fucking hear what you're saying. But it's also pointless of going, what, say it again? What, sorry, I can't hear you. What, say it again? It's just, you know, we've all been there. And that's why it was just like, how many times have we, we you know, we've, we've been in a club, somebody's going on about something, and you're going, oh, yeah, yeah. And you just agree into what you're saying, but you actually, have no idea unless the person goes, what, really? And you're like, sorry, say it again. Uh, sorry, I didn't hear what you said. So yeah, it was very much just those like funny, like little personal experiences, uh, you know, and, and the fact that, you know, Barry only says the odd word that he says. So they, th he thinks that they're having like- They're, they got conversation. Yeah. and have, having a conversation. And that's why, it, you know, it's really clever. Like when he meets the girl in the club and the girl's like, uh, she goes, come back to my place. And then Barry goes, my place. Yeah. And the, the only reason why she's, he's saying that because she said that. So she thinks, yeah. oh, no, he wants, she, he wants me to go back to his, his place. And then she goes, my place, yeah? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so 
So it, it just it just works out right, you know how how the lines were delivered, and you, she thinks this, and he thinks that, and you know, and it just it just goes goes with the flow. And I I, th I thought that was just another cool uh, creative thing with uh, with the mimic and how you know how something could feel like you're having a conversation with somebody, but you, yep. you're not at all, you know. Yeah, true enough. So so basically, you're saying Kevin Smith had no influence on Fried Berry whatsoever. Sadly not. Sadly not. <laughs> sadly. Why not sadly? Fred Berry might have been a different movie if it was. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. I like Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith's cool. Kevin yeah. Smith's cool. And yeah. and but, but he's a vegan like my like my boy Bryce here. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I um, yeah. Fred Berry's actually he's actually a vegan. Is he? His oh. character. His character. Because if you really? notice, he doesn't eat. He doesn't eat. Um, he doesn't eat any meat. So when he has the, the the hot dog, you know the the sausage falls out and he just eats all the bread. Yeah. And then when he's in the supermarket, he has the cheese, but he's like not enjoying it, like what <laughs> whatsoever. So we we, we kind of made him like a, a vegan without without uh, saying it. So know? that's why I connected with him on another level. That's why you connected with him. That's, that's you that's did. Why you were, that's why you uh, you like it so much. The the question is, does Barry also like anal sex? So yeah, like Bryce, Barry, he also loves exactly. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I'll get him to call you. Barry will yeah. call you tonight. <laughs> okay, he just he he just uh, he just followed us on um, on Twitter today, so we'll be uh, we'll be hopefully connecting with him in the future. Uh, maybe have him on as a guest too, because yeah. that would... so that's the that's the only thing with Gary. He doesn't do any he doesn't do any interviews. Yeah, none. He yeah, he doesn't do any interviews. He's very uh, private when it comes to that, which I think is cool. I think it gives him a bit more yeah. street cred, where everyone's like, "Who is this guy?" You know, so mystique. But, that's yeah, what I've been yeah. asking for months since I seen the movie. Who is this guy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, and, and that's the thing, Go, going back to Gary, you know, doing the part and everything, you know, there was there was nobody better to play this part. Like, you know, it had to be Gary. He gave 120% and this was his big shot. And and I think he knew it was his big shot to do this. And yeah, no, nobody could have nobody could have done it better than him. And he, he gave he gave it his all. And um, he was always willing to do like another take and another take. Um, which we had to do that sometimes, but uh, he was the best. He was he was the best. He it was so fun. We had we had a huge you know it was huge fun making this movie. I think any I think anybody that uh, watches Fire Barrier, I'm pretty sure that they can see that we had we had we had a fun time making this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And everybody who watched it and well, who's not an idiot would have had the same trip. So. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We can't thank you enough. Um, oh, do you want to tell our listeners, you know, where they can find you on social media, what you're, anything you want to tell, tell them about what's coming or, you know, what you're doing this Saturday, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, if you haven't checked out Fried Barry yet, check it out on, uh, on Shudder. Um, yeah. I have a few uh, experimental films getting uh, released and hitting uh, festivals. Uh, but yeah, if you're looking for more information on me or Fry Barry, you can go to ryankruger.tv or frybarry.com and on Instagram, uh, uh, Ryan Kruger thing or Fry Barry. And yeah, just keep keep a lookout and uh, 
we're always still posting like crazy stuff with Fry Barry and little uh, um, marketing videos that we've done, and we've still got loads of them to to be released. So yeah, yeah, uh, I think yeah, just keep a lookout for the new experimentals. And as I said to you guys, I'm shooting new film in August. So yeah, just keep a keep a lookout. Awesome. Well, if you need a if you need a Canadian shooting site where you know you can st stay at Bryce's or my house and just chill. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I'll bring Barry. I'll bring Barry yeah. for you, Bryce. Nice. Right. I'll bring him. I'll, I'll 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 talk. I'll talk you up. Get get you guys sorted. Get you guys connected. Right on. <laughs> nice. Lots to look well, forward to. Yes, there is. Well, thanks everyone who's listening right now, uh, especially our ragers. Um, find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at FilmRageYYC. Check out everything FilmRage at FilmRage.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and Public. See what we look like on YouTube channel by searching FilmRage Podcast. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners. So please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us an email to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, Please, please make us rage. That's it for this special edition with Ryan Kruger. Rage on. Rage on. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. Peace out, bro. Peace.